episode number two. Distractions. 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 Is the key word that you and I had an offline discussion mm-hmm. about. Right. Um, everybody can deal with them. Everybody has them. Um, they come into our lives from thousands of angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it dawned on us that, you know, distractions are like the new drug. For sure. Maybe distractions aren't necessarily uh, a new thing. I'm sure, you know, they've been around for forever. But new in the sense of possibly possibly one of the most dangerous drugs right now. Mm-hmm regards to um, what gets people off track of being on a particular path they want to be on or should be on, possibly. Right. Um, anything come to mind when you, when you think about that? When I think about distractions in general, mm-hmm. man, I think unintentionally, uh, relationships. Hmm. Um. I think it's important to literally have an understanding of, of like what the goals are, like the individual goals are that benefit the collective, right? That benefit, you know, the relationship as a whole and making sure that both uh, parties are allowed to remain committed to their specific, um, you know, purposes or uh, tasks um, without allowing without allowing too much emotion to get in the way um, of what needs to be done. Uh, my uncle had this, this this saying he used to say to my aunt all the time, and they were building a tax uh, preparation business, and they were they were starting to make a, you know, a substantial amount of money. And, and uh, my aunt, she would say, uh, you know, I want to go, I want to go to Hawaii, right? And um, my uncle's reply was always, Hawaii's in the basement, right? And that's where they had like the office for t- the tax preparation company. And he would always say this all the time, you know, like I would literally hear him say this at least two or three times a week. Like, you know, Hawaii's in the basement, Hawaii's in the basement. And as I got older and I started to think about that, you know, on my own, I understood that what he was explaining to her was like the key to what you want to do is in staying committed to what we are doing now. And so, now, you know, going to Hawaii went from being a vacation destination to a way of life. And, like, now they may go on so many cruises a year to where, like, they just can't even wait to get home. Like, they're, they're gone so much that now it's like, man, it feels good to sleep in my own bed. Right. You know? Um, and so it's like, you know, like hustle and grind and dedicate yourself you know, to set goals until it becomes a way of life. And I think that so often within the confines of a relationship, you know, the relationship is made to kind of like compete with either what someone feels they missed out on or what they feel they're seeing on like a social media perspective or even in their, their circles, circle of friends. And so it's like, do you do you want the appearance of it? Like, you know, we always quote Fonte, right? Do you really want to win or just look good losing? So do you want the appearance of a successful relationship or do you want an actual successful relationship? Do you wanna do you wanna 
travel so that you look like you're doing it big or do you really want to do it big? Right. Which takes the work and, and the focus. Right. Yes, Definitely. Um, How about you? I mean, yeah, when, when I think of uh, a distraction, it used to be something more obvious, mm-hmm. I think, in regards to, you know, something that might not necessarily take up a lot of time, but it's definitely something that was like a clear um, pivot from, you know, where myself or an individual is um, is intended on going. Okay. Um, so it's like a shift of attention. I just think a lot about how we shift attention very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so one way to put it is like this. It's like when I think back to my days in school and whatever behavior I would start to um, pick up in regards to how I would prepare for very challenging tests, it got really real in regards to what those habits were like, the studying habits, um, the isolation. I don't think I would have ever really, I didn't know another way to study, but other than to basically unplug from everything. And the more I could unplug from everything, which may sound obvious, the more focused I became. But but not only that, the more that I could remember and retain. And I think... Um, I think that I think that same effort is something that can be, you know, duplicated and scaled. And I think if that's really all it is, and it's almost like, well, maybe when people say like they have writer's block or people say, you know, they're not creative or they can't come up with good ideas and all these different things, maybe it's not even a matter of like what they can't do. Maybe it's just a matter of removing only the distractions from their life to the point where focus only becomes just the natural thing that they are. I can absolutely at all times speak to that. Yeah. You're 100% right. Just at least as it pertains to me. Right. You know, um, right. just being a writer myself, um, going through like a current stage where I feel like I have writer's block, I know it's because of just so many distractions going on. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, maybe, yeah, uh, probably – People who don't even, I, I believe personally, people who don't even think that they're like quote unquote creative people are mm-hmm. creative people. For sure. Their, their character is a part of their creativity. I just think that what they've allowed to consume them mm-hmm. has become the distraction. So they doubt that they are creative because they're just consuming other things all the time. But I think that essentially, you know, everyone's sort of like gift or power is revealed through the time alone, mm-hmm. not not so much like all by themselves all the time, but a time and the time invested in themselves to understand what they can offer or what gifts they can extract from within kind of thing. And so, you know, I've experiment experimented with this a couple of times throughout my life and I've noticed like very phenomenal results each time. Okay. Um and, you know, one experiment was years ago where I like cut off everything, everything. Like, I didn't log into any social medias, mm-hmm. didn't watch anything, no movies, no nothing. All I did was pretty much read read a ton of books and just started training myself at certain types of crafts. I was like, well, I want to learn how to do this type of graphic. I'm going to just only study how to do that type of graphic, like, every single day, every single day. It was almost like 
could I outwork myself every single day? And what I noticed is I was picking up stuff that I might have thought was difficult three or four days before that. And I was like, man, now I got it. I just had to really push through. Mm-hmm. It's almost like extra reps or something. Um, and I started I started trying that out with different little um, with different skill sets and especially new things. And uh, and I think this is what some people might you know, look at as like a stretch assignment. Mm-hmm. And so I would do things that were like a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit new. And that repetition and um, and that sort of single focus is what allowed for me to understand those things. I, I would say I honestly wish I never stepped away from that approach. And, and I think it's something that I try, I at least appreciate and know how to get back to it. But what it, it is a very groundbreaking, it is um, process because it, it is real work and it's very, it's very challenging work in regards to you know, staying on the on the pulse of something. I guess it's almost like what, what ET and those guys refer to as like being on 120 all the time. Mm-hmm. You're just constantly in the frame of mind of like focus, like is this decision I'm about to make, is, is it the best one possible? This food I'm about to eat, is it the best food possible? It's like every single thing you do is like, is it calculated enough to where you know like best outcome, best outcome across the board? And I think like, you know, thinking like that or at least trying it out is a healthy experiment, I think, for for anybody because you have literally nothing to lose. And, in fact, you'll probably walk away from it like, oh, I didn't even know I could do that or something like that. You know? uh, let me ask you this question. How influential do you think uh, something like environment or what part do you feel something like environment plays on the ability to do exactly what you're talking about right now? I'd say it's major. I would say, like, you know, living in Hawaii for a while, being surrounded by a lot of beautiful nature and sort of the simplicity of the lifestyle there definitely inspired the imagination mm-hmm. and, and came with a lot of clarity because, you know, when someone's bored in a, in a city that's very busy or has a lot going on, that I mean, that says a lot all by itself. It's like, you know, what are you so bored about? But then when you're in a place where, it's just nature and it's beautiful and you're just kind of satisfied with just the, the landscape, the scenery, but your mind is racing and thinking about all kinds of things, like very global type ideas. Um, and it, it's almost like indication like, yeah, you don't need a lot to create a lot or think big kind of sure. thing. And in fact, it's almost like, <laughs> like less is more, you know, right. in that regards, um, quoting my four year old, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, less yeah. is more. And so, yeah, I think there's a going back to just environment, like environment is probably like the foundation perhaps of, of how we can even be inspired or, or tap into a certain level of focus, what I found personally. Okay. So so here's here's I guess my, my next question. How do we what what parameters can we set in place to kind of offset the distractions before they even happen. So you talked about uh, getting off of social media and, you know, being plugged in as far as books are concerned and having these tasks that are, you know, that actually challenge, you know, challenge you. Uh, is there anything else that you could suggest that helps um, avoid the distractions or at least, um, you know, in, in, in basketball training or overall in fitness, we talk about, um, 
doing injury prevention so that mm-hmm. you don't have to do rehab. Right. right. So is there a way that we can get to a point where we set certain things in place so that we don't have to worry about, you know, it's almost like reverse engineering. Like we know that these things serve as distractions. What, what are some things that you would suggest that, to, you know, to the viewers, the listeners, uh, that they do to avoid some of these distractions before, you know, as they're starting to play themselves out? Yeah, I would say from my experiences, I think it's, it's a combination of efforts. One of them is identifying the distractions, mm-hmm. literally almost taking time, 10 minutes aside to be like, what, it, what in my life is something I don't even need to be doing? It's mm-hmm. just something. And how much time does it take up? Maybe you don't even have to write it down because you just know off the top of your head. And so what could I remove from my life that when I remove it, I lose no value of my life. I lose no quality of life. Now, what are the things I'm thinking about? Or what are the things I'm doing with this time that have no connection to my dreams, my goals, my ambition, ambitions, but they're things that I'm, I'm doing. What is that? What are those things? And so the easy answer to that is like, well, remove them. Like just if it's, a, you know, for somebody who's like very addicted to content or, um, you know, watching Netflix or something like that, just very simple as that sounds like I delete your account for a little bit deactivate sure. it you know just get rid of it um save that money and um and just get rid of it for a little bit it's, it'll it'll always be there if you want to come out of it but i would say delete it i would i think um people if you find yourself talking to certain people for hours and hours and hours and you don't really feel inspired by it and you don't really you can't really say you know life is better because of it you know it's, it's more like hey give it a break cut down those conversations from like two hours to like 10 minutes tops or something, you know, and, um, and just sort of like break everything down. But I think the main thing is, um, that actually allows you to sustain some of these changes is to really look for, um, a strong desire to be motivated, um, from yourself so that you can continue with the change. So like, again, you kind of have to build that desire, but you almost have to see yourself transform to be inspired a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to be like motivated by other people and content and hear their story, but you're you're probably going to be more inspired from yourself by seeing what yourself can do. And so I think at, even with these little tactics and these little hacks, the main thing is being inspired enough to keep it going from within. Mm-hmm. So you have to do something or make let's say make goals so small that you can see the progress within like every two or three days of this thing you're doing. And so I think a combination of these tactics um, can be helpful when just really trying to find a way to sort of stay on a particular course. I think um, a good rule of thumb for people to kind of like implement is like for every one hour of content that you consume in the form of inspiration or um, education, anything along those lines. I think for every one hour that you consume, you should also implement two hours. In addition to that one hour, you should implement two hours of execution. Mm. Just trying it, you know, like just literally executing something. Like, so it's like, it's almost like the equivalent of um, when I was a kid in the AM1 mixtape first hit, mm-hmm. it was on VHS. Right. It was like, you watch the video and then you went outside and over and over and tried yep. to 
You know, so like you're watching the video so that you can commit it to memory, so that you can go outside and practice it on the basketball court. Right. You know, but it was like without the execution, your ball handle wouldn't grow. Right. Without that, that like you know the work in real time, and I think that that's that's what's happening now is like we have like an overload of content, so much content to consume, so we have like this huge amount of consumption, but like a small amount of execution, and I think that you know even that like. We get to a point where, you know, what it, I guess the, the quote is uh, paralysis by analysis, right? Like we, we get so consumed with content that we miss out on the opportunities to execute. And, yeah. and, and a lot of that, um, a lot of the, I guess, quote unquote failures would, would contribute to huge amounts of growth. But if you don't, you know, if you're not outside having the at-bats, you know, like that's, a, that's also like another uh, new phrase, right? It's like I'm outside, right? Mm-hmm. And from a business perspective, or from this self-help, uh, personal development perspective, we can change kind of the narrative of what that actually means, right? Being outside means you're actually in the field of execution. So it's like, yeah, I'm outside. It means I'm outside putting the work in. I'm outside, you know, doing whatever it takes to to be successful in this particular thing that I'm trying my hand at, as opposed to you know, sitting somewhere in front of a laptop or, or a cell phone um, and, and just consuming massive amounts of content and spending the majority of my day doing that when I could just consume a smaller amount of content and go out and execute on it and then come back and compare notes. Definitely. I think um, all, of these, all of these tactics are, are helpful, and I think that it does take a plan. It does take a plan. I think... I think um, where I went wrong throughout stages of trying to just improve and get or get better at things was not having a plan, to be honest, like just kind of going with a variety of gut feelings and let me try this, let me try that. Um, The plan doesn't have to be that deep or it doesn't have to be very extensive, but it's more like um, a solid statement about what it is you're trying to do. And then it's followed by um, some baby steps that that are all action based, mm-hmm. and um, and I think you know for me personally, that was something that um, I noticed was helpful. But another thing was also looking at the habits of people who I felt were extremely focused and who are high achievers, kind of thing. Like, what is it? What is it that? What's in their routine? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. And I started paying attention a lot to that, and so. One thing I noticed about, say, high achievers, people in, like, CEO positions with a lot of responsibilities and very stressed, many of them, you know, meditate. Mm. Many of them meditate. Many of them go for walks. Um, many of them read a lot. They're always so, looking so for inspiration. Behaviors. Yeah. So I was looking for these behaviors. They're like, well, they, there clearly must be something that keeps people going and, and constantly um inspired almost like fuel throughout you know throughout life in general I was like so so I noticed like okay I've heard several very successful people talk about meditation let me try that let me see what that's about I don't even know if I'm doing it right but I know me going outside away from something where it's quiet to just think that seemed to be sounds crazy but that's pretty powerful like I I thought about things that I didn't I probably wouldn't have thought about because I just put time aside to think it's all right, and you're just kind of like going with the flow every single day, but you don't even think about thinking or think about what you're thinking about. We're just kind of 
reacting to so much. And so, yeah, even even as simple as it sounds, the, the idea of let me just put some time aside to think gives a lot of clarity. And, and that was that was a huge thing. And, and, and again, I, I noticed um, several people, you know, from afar and from people I would meet who I would ask, like straight up, like, what's your routine? What's your thing? What's your your um, your life's philosophy? What do you what do you live by? What do you go by? Just really being curious. And I think we're all inspired by other people to some extent. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we all cross paths with a lot of people. So there's a lot to be learned from, you know the people in our circles, the people outside of our circles, and just really taking a little bit of gems from all these different places and, and sort of taking what you like and building up your own sort of f- magic formula, right. you know? Um, I think, you know, when I think about, you know, the whole premise of, again, this everyday get it, you know, um, sort of lifestyle and theme that we're building, I always think of this scenario where, and this, this scenario keeps repeating itself, where it's like an individual, this could be anybody in any walk of life, individual is at a certain age, and, they're, and they find themselves thinking backwards too much. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, if I was in high school again, I would do this different, I would do this different, mm-hmm. I would read books every day, I would work out every day, I would do, boom, boom. I would do all this stuff, and I would do it just right. And it's kind of hypocritical, because it's like, well, if you know, if you know what you would do differently, why don't you do it today? Right. Why don't you do it right now? That's good. Why are you not doing what you said you would do as if the time you have left, like you ran out or something? And I think that thought or even having even even a fraction of that thought brings fear to me. It's like I don't even want to think like that even a little bit. And I think that thought is what everyday get it is supposed to be about in regards to this is the opposite approach to that type of thought. It's almost like treat now treat today with the most positive um sort of energetic you know energy and spirit you can in regards to just really going all out don't really look back and think about you know the 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 could and the should type scenarios and i think whatever you would call that energy that's going to allow you to do the absolute best in the moment focused in the moment to make the most of the moment like that's that's what i'm trying to really even learn more about for myself but then obviously get people to also think on that level like you don't really hear too many happy successful people dwell on the past if at all they're always talking about even even people who've got like milestones and milestones of like these beautiful things they've done in their life they're still looking ahead looking forward like i can't wait to do this next i can't wait to do that next and i think these are things that um, I, I say all that because it's like, well, individuals oftentimes are consumed by their memory. Their memory is like the data within. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to um, for many to think outside of what they've seen, what they know. And so life gets into this like very repetitive thing. You feel like you're in this routine. You're eating the same foods. You're driving the same routes. You're doing so much that's the same. Yet in that in your mind, you're like, well, if I went back, I'd do everything different. It's like, well, why not do different now? And I think different now means just better and better and better and better I any think, way you can identify it. I think what you're, what you're saying, um, I agree, first of all, first and foremost. But I think 
what you're saying speaks to uh, this this very specific way of thinking for a lot of people, which and, and you know we all talk we always talk about like history repeating itself, right? And I think the reason why history repeats itself so often is because we live in the past on a consistent basis. Like we're constantly talking about what we we are used to, what things used to be, what we didn't have. The, all I knew was. This is, these are constant statements that we make almost religiously, right? Like, Indeed. no one ever taught me how. I never knew that this was available. Right. Like, they didn't teach this in school. I didn't get this in my, in my, my upbringing. You know, this wasn't a part of how I was raised. And, but now you're having a conversation about it. Now you're aware. So what are you doing now? Right. What, what, what are you doing? And I, and I think that we kind of have to do a better job of replacing memories, right? Like, okay, so that if you can, if if you're if you're an adult, right? Let's say twenty five and up. If you're at that age now in your life where you can be classified as an adult, and the majority of your memories are filled with all of this these negative experiences. You owe it to yourself to replace those memories with positive experiences, right? So it's like you'll only qualify for the jobs that your resume says you qualify for. So if, if, if the only thing you've ever achieved in your life was all this heartache and pain, then those are the jobs that you qualify for. You only qualify for the jobs that consist of heartache and pain. But if you get to the point where you at least try this job so that I can I, I can acquire this skill, right? Let me let me try love, right? Without blaming anyone, let me let me try, uh, uh, you know, increasing credit scores. Let me try. So now your resume is extensive. Now you can apply for these these different jobs that create all of these new memories. And before long, it's like, man, I don't even. I'm so far removed from that. Like I don't even remember a time when I. You know, I can't, I can remember it, but I can't, I almost can't feel it anymore. I can't relate to it in that sense. Like, I can talk to you from an out-of-body experience perspective, but not necessarily where, like, because sometimes people will talk to you about certain things, and it's something that happened 30 years ago, mm -hmm. but when they, it's so real to them and so yeah. um, recent in memory that when they're talking about it, you'll feel like it just happened yesterday. It just happened earlier that day. Same emotion, mm -hmm. same whatever it is, anger, excitement, whatever it is, it's all there. Almost as though, yeah, they're holding on to something in the past. Right. And it's almost like a, um, it's like a chain or it's like something, you feel like a part of them is being held back. By, For sure. Um, sure. but yeah, I've, I've like seen that. Should, I've seen that many times. There should be way more space between us and that. Right. right? Whatever that is. Like if you, yeah. if you were to go and apply for another job, you wouldn't have the first five jobs that you ever worked listed on your resume. Right. You wouldn't even mention those jobs. Right. You, you know, like you're so far removed. It's the from most it. current and the most relevant. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like you wouldn't dare go apply for a job as a graphic designer and list the fact that you worked at Taco Bell right. or, or McDonald's is like, right. So why why carry these these random <laughs> exactly. memories the same way? Yeah, um, and I think, you know, I don't know if this is getting onto a different subject, but I think it, it's a matter of um, 
doing something new and different to replace the old, mm-hmm. you know? So when you, when you think about people who haven't moved on from something, it's usually because, you know, they haven't dealt with it or they haven't dealt with that, the theme of whatever that thing categorize itself. Mm-hmm. And so some people haven't dealt with loss in a certain way. So they, they think back to someone or something they may have lost. And it's like, they talk about it. It's like, it just happened. Right. And it's the same thing with, um, a situation, whatever, whatever it is, somebody would, it was a, somebody, um, took advantage of them. Somebody, um, did them wrong, disrespected them decades ago. Right. Emotion is still there as if whatever happened is still like a, a, a current problem in their modern world. And it, and somehow applies to like this sort of ghostly like figure floating around modern society, like the same thing as if the same thing is going to happen again and over and over and I think, um, yeah, these are these are things. These are human thoughts that, oftentimes, um, you know, people that hold people back. But I think, again, um, just focusing on what is and what isn't a distraction, being held being held and captive by your own memories that you put in there mm-hmm. is a major distraction, especially if it's not taking you to no new heights or new place. So, and I and I and I, I hope no one takes this the wrong way. I hope they take it exactly the way I intended and for and it's for growth purposes. But a lot of times what I what I see, you know, in in our culture, um, is someone who is quote unquote reformed, su- supposedly, you know, woke, um, whatever phrase you want to use, it's amazing to me how they f- how necessary they feel it is to remind you what they come from, right? Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Um, I'm now working with children, and I'm super positive, and I'm all about giving back to the community and doing this good work within the community, right? But somebody says something to me that I don't like, and now I feel the need to, like, on my social media or just in general, let you know that don't get it twisted just because you see me out here doing this positive thing, I still pop your head off your shoulders. Like, this is what I come from. And it's like, man, like, at, at what point do we grow enough to where we burn that boat? Right? Like, we, we just, we, we find a way, a new way of dealing with confrontation and situations that make us uncomfortable to where we don't even have to revert back to that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I used, to, I used to honestly have a hard time and I'm, I'm working on this now. I had a hard time being assertive because I connected being assertive with being a jerk. Like, I didn't know that there was separation. Like, you know, growing up the way that I grew up, you only operate within two extremes, right? One of the two, which is you're really kind and you're probably going to get taken advantage of. Or, like, you know, or you're, like, a savage, right? Like, you're ready to pop off. And this is why... You know, um, you'll have, like, oftentimes people who say things like, um, I'm just honest. You know, I just keep it real. And it's like, nah, you're just rude. You're not keeping it real. You're disrespectful, right? Like, there's a way that you can be assertive and get your point across and be heard without having to be rude, without having to be disrespectful. I didn't know that for a long time in my life. I had no idea that that was possible. I thought in order to be assertive... Mm -hmm. You know, and we've had conversations about, you know, being assertive, 
right? And when, so it forced me to look back and say, well, man, why was I so apprehensive? Like, why, why do I feel this anxiety of, like, almost fight or flight when it comes time to be assertive and stand up for myself? And it's because any time in my past, growing up, you know, where I grew up, it's like, it's, it's go time, mm-hmm. right? Usually when that happens, it's time to fight. Right. You know, so I had no idea for the longest time that you could be assertive without being a jerk. Mm-hmm. I, I just assume that when you're assertive, you have to be ready to fight. Mm. Right? Like, that's what that means. Like, I'm basically drawing a line in the sand and I'm saying that, yo, this is how I feel. I'm standing on this and I'll do anything to protect this. But, like, in the real world, you don't have to have that fine of a line drawn in the sand. You, mm-hmm. you can just stand on what you're saying confidently without conflict. Right. You think it was, you thought, you saw it from sort of a conflicted state of mind because it was just what, the majority of what you saw? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much of you, you almost like, for lack of better words, you created a, a fear uh, or a what if scenario in your mind without mm-hmm. playing it out the assertive role because you would assume that if you did the assertive thing, it's gonna go to it would go negative yeah. somehow. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because a lot of people, a lot of people don't like being told no. Yeah, no, or, or told something differently, or alternative, right. or, or like I don't agree with that. Right. Right. For sure. And then, and then, like you said, um, assertiveness something I dealt with, and we talked about. Yeah, speaking up. Speaking up for yourself, mm-hmm. for someone else, that's going to brush against um, another force where it might feel like tension. And I think, yeah, the, the personality types are like, oh, no, nah, we don't want no tension with nobody, you know, so let it slide, let it be. And then what it would end up happening is like, you'll look back later like, mm, I should have said, said something. Said something. Then you go looking you, back again. You yeah. sit in the car and you're like, man, when they said that, I should have said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You're like going off on yourself because right. you're like, man, I should have did better, said better next time I'll do it. And that, and that's, again, that's that's going back to this whole thing of like, man, you're, you want to be so present and clear and free of the mind mm-hmm. that you're comfortable with what it is you're going to do and say in the moment. Right. And I think, again, going back to that time, like, well, I, I have time to think. So therefore, I have time to think about the type of person I want to be, mm-hmm. how I want to speak. Yep. You even have time to do what I call like scenario analysis or something. And it's like I often think about how I would respond to different types of personalities and people. Sometimes I'll never, I'll never even meet those people, but I'll see, I'll, I might see someone from afar. I'm like, hmm, how would I even deal with a person like that? And so, like, okay, I think I would say something like this, and I think I would. How I, how might I um, have reacted to like this debate I heard of like oh, you know what I would go at it like this and so I think that has helped me reinforce being more assertive because at least um, I've, in a way I've kind of like mentally tricked myself for say more uncomfortable conversations or um, how to more you know quickly speak up or, or or and listen better but then also speak up you know proactively mm-hmm. when it's when the time is right you know saying oh you hear something. And um, something doesn't sound quite right, so you got to respond in the moment because if you don't, it kind of, it's almost like you and others let it slide. Right. And, and, and and there may come a time where it's like, oh, that's not something that you or anyone should let slide, especially if it goes against, you know, values or things you stand for. So I think 
it it really is all connected to focus because if and when you're when you're focused you you essentially know um the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and you and you sort of know the best way to articulate that communicate that and and if you're distracted and maybe in this case you're just we can be distracted by our own thoughts or fears yeah, no that that's yeah. and that's why you know I'm even bringing it up because and it's good that we even talk about this because I think that sometimes that in and of itself, the the idea of the conflict, what happens when I assert myself, that can be a distraction, yeah, and prevent people from moving forward. Yeah, taking any step, right? Yeah. Because you don't you don't even know how to walk into an office and and uh, confidently ask for a raise based on performance, right? Right, and value that you add. Um, you you don't know how to exist in a relationship and demand more based on what you bring to the table because you're so afraid of the conflict that comes from, you know, asserting yourself right. that you just allow whatever to take place without saying, no, there's a standard here that we need to live by. Um, there are principles and morals that this relationship has to be governed by that if it's not, then it, it can't go, it can't go forward. It, it, there's no, there's no way we're going to grow if we continue to like live like lawlessly, yeah, you know, there's a there's cause and effect, right? Like so, you can't expect a certain individual to be a, a certain way all the time, no matter what you do, right? Right? Like this doesn't these things are not promised without compromise, without without reason, you right? Know? Like you can't do whatever you want and still hold a person to being who they said they were going to be. Right. You know, it's not it's not it's not and here's not. the here's the danger of like not speaking up and not being assertive which you know I learned later from experiences like people will get used to a certain type of version of who you are mm-hmm. so if you all of a sudden have this great awakening where it's like you know what I'm I gotta call everything out um as I see it or it, it'll seem like night and day to be like who is this person Mm -hmm. with all these opinions and everything now and it's like um which is why not to say that you shouldn't change or we shouldn't change it's more like the sooner we get to that point the better for everyone even those around us because it's like um because that that's 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 what the other side of it is the other side of it is well if we don't speak up enough and and react enough properly and in the right way Mm -hmm. um we create a sort of a sort of a culture around us that's unbalanced right because we just we're not necessarily um responding and reacting in the way we we ought to be and so basically it's like it's actually dangerous to 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 not be assertive to not speak up and um make your voice you know present because what ends up happening Nobody is you become that, controlled though. you become controlled in a way and or that you don't want to be and, and you could drive yourself crazy no one ever says that yeah you know like it's just always it's almost even when you're encouraged to speak up for yourself it's more so like you can't let people walk all over you you know you gotta tell them like it is yeah it, that's the way you know being assertive is introduced and that's very uncomfortable for people yeah and it doesn't have to be right it doesn't have to always be met with that energy right like I mean, yeah, on the flip side of it, it's like there are tons of people who are assertive, but they don't have, like, say, um, any, like, what they call, like, emotional intelligence mm-hmm. or, like, it's how you say what you say. You right. know what I'm saying? You can you can ask someone the, the very same question. One way can sound genuine. One way can sound concerning. One way can sound mean. 
one way can sound condescending. It's the same question, mm-hmm. you know, same question. And so I think even just being mindful of that is, is a big deal. It's a big deal. Like just even being mindful of tone and energy, it can control what happens next, basically what happens next in this scenario. And, um, and knowing that, and, and obviously knowing that and other people helps you and helps one another. And so why is this important to focus in, in distractions? Because if you're distracted, you don't notice any of this stuff going on. So if you're, if we don't, if we don't become more focused and more aware of our senses and things like that, um, then we miss out on sort of the symbols that are around us and the symbols that are revealed through the people in our lives and the messages we're getting and all these things. And so when those, when those, when those links are missing, it's very, it's, it's very chaotic in terms of day-to-day life or day-to-day communications. I can very easily see how people get layers and layers of like misunderstandings and things like that. It's because you're distracted in one case, but you're present with like one foot in one foot out. Your, your thoughts are all over the place. You're a little bit here, you're a little bit there. So it's very easy to just lose, you know, sight of like, well, day to day life. Is it the is it is this the best possible outcome? Are these the best things that are happening? Mm-hmm. And is it and if it's not, is it because my mind is in a bunch of other places, and in, in another person's mind is in a bunch of other places? And so, the conflict of that alone. Is something you know, sort of unmeasured. It's like, well, what, what does this actually look like um, for us, and how do we get out of it? And I think, um, I think another thing that goes back to a point of like, there, there's there's a lot to be said about just pure personal satisfaction that comes from individuals who do feel like they're on this path of like growth and progress. Because generally speaking, when people feel like that, it's just a lot better of a vibe a lot better of a chemistry among you know from one person to another relationship group work setting all in all like when you're in a room full of optimistic progressive focused people mm-hmm. you could change the world right like sure. the right yeah. minds at the right table the right couple et cetera, et cetera. it's like mm-hmm. family on and on and on and so it, it kind of benefits everyone to really have a good sense of like serious focus it's kind of dangerous i would say to be Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain. Gotta have we it's like we all gotta have something that we are really into, motivated by, inspired to do, that that gives us that sort of extra life that comes out of us. Cause it's very easy to tell when something's missing. And distractions will definitely make sure that a lot of things are missing from what should be there, what should be present. Right. Well, brother, I think um what I hope. I hope that, you know, this just kind of opens up some uh, new train of thought for the listeners, Um, everybody that's out there. uh, If you have any questions, uh, please hit us up Um, in the comment section. Hit us up via email. Hit us up in the DM. And, you know, ask us some questions because, like, ultimately, this content is being produced for you to help you through some of the things that we feel, you know, may have been a hindrance to us in our process of, you know, building, you know, businesses and, and just even getting to know yourself better. 
Um, and that's that's why it's this mindset of like every day get it because every day you almost have to die to self. Every day you have to kind of like dissect yourself a little bit and and kind of figure out what can you chip away at that that serves no purpose and what do you need to keep and kind of build upon that allows you to take things to the next level. And it's it's a process. Some people tap out. Some people say, hey, nope, the house and the car was enough for me. I'm I'm good. You know, I'm out of it. That's not the everyday get it mindset. But I understand why that happens because it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. There's a lot of work that's required when uh, you want to be self-aware and constantly work on yourself and challenge yourself to grow. It's not easy. Some days you could just, you know, feel beat just from thinking. Just from thinking about the things that you have to do in the process and setting these things in place. Um, it, man, you could feel exhausted. So, uh Definitely, uh, if you if you if you feel led to, if you got any questions, hit us up, and you know, to the best of our ability, we'll definitely interact with you and and get those questions answered. And if there's some things that you feel like you want us to discuss uh, on the podcast, please hit us up and let us know. Um, man, you got anything you want to want to say in closing? Yeah, man, I think you said it. I think um, in closing, I think one one good assignment one good assignment for everybody out there. This is, this is all personal, but I think really think about what it is you want to do. And if every day you can give that thing some positive energy, some positive effort, some training, that the outcome is um, is almost guaranteed. Something you're, you're guaranteed to get something better 10 days from now, 20 days from now, 30 days from now, because you gave it that thought and then you gave it some action as opposed to not and so any little thing you have to remove from your life and, and sort of to, to put yourself in a position where you do successfully feel more focused, more concentrated, I would love to hear that as well in terms of, like, what that is for you. Because I think, you know, this is a two-way form of communication. Everybody's has a story that can inspire another person, and um, there's no hierarchy to this. I think every person, every common person um, that's really striving to do something better has something major to offer. And so um, so I would love to hear, you know, what people are, are either going to do in the future or what things that they've been successful at doing mm-hmm. in terms of sort of getting into that zone, what we call getting tapping into that zone of focus and performing at a high level. And I would also like to say, t- tell us when was the time you felt like you were in that zone mm-hmm. and of that high performance and level and what did it feel like? And, and, and were you conscious in the moment? Or were you unconscious? You you were just doing it. Were you just in in a state of flow, as they put it? And and we would love to sort of study what that is and what that means to you. You know what it, what is sort of in the zone for you, and 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 may that be something we all strive to be in. So until next time, you know, thanks for watching. I want to leave you guys with this real quick. Every day you got to get up and go get it. If not, what troubles you will get you. Peace. Peace.